now, for all of those listening from around the world, this is the moment you've been waiting for. It's time! And now, introducing the host, a strength and conditioning coach, real estate investor, athlete manager, and amateur food critic. He stands five feet, 11 inches tall, and he's on the road to 185 pounds. Podcasting from around the world by way of Albuquerque, New Mexico. everyone welcome back to another episode of the road to 185 show i'm your host jared saavedra today's special guest is none other than depo alam depo is a straight up serial entrepreneur he has started multiple brands and companies in the food and beverage industry and now is currently licensing out his company to other individuals in different states and expanding to different parts of the country. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. He talks about two secret weapons that he always carries with him in his journey and his mission. Make sure that you take notes. This is going to be a good one. All right, man. So let's begin with the story of you coming from, it was Indonesia, correct? Yes, that's correct. To the United States with just $400. I want, I want, to, I want to hear that story. Oh, yeah, man. Like, I came here, actually, the goal was, you know, chasing the dream as a soccer player. So my background, actually, I was playing pro in Indonesia. I went to Netherlands, Europe. And then they actually invited me here with, when I, uh, for, like, a trial. Uh, with like MLS Academy and then you know at one point and I was like international student but it's just different background here and Indonesia so over there like 13 years old I was playing uh, pro and everything they already pay me but here I didn't know that they're, they're not gonna pay me so what happened is I just literally man like okay I'm gonna make it for sure I just bring one backpack soccer ball that's it man I guess and I'm, I came here nobody like you know no family no friends I don't even know what, who's going to pick what me What was up. the first city that you came to? What was your... Los Angeles. First... Oh, Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. LA, you know, LAX. The guy picked me up. I didn't know how he looked like, man. I called him <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm here. And yeah, and then they brought me to the apartment in Chinatown. And then it was like 13 people in one bedroom, one bathroom apartment, man. So Are you like, serious? Yeah, bro. It was crazy. But we paid. I was like, sure, I mean, I was just like, you know... For some reason, it's always got put into my heart. Like, I just, I don't want whatever it takes. Because over in Indonesia, I was making, I was making a great money in terms of, since I was like 13, 14, 15 years old, you know. So I was the youngest make it for the national team. And yeah, and then after that, I came here for on the bus. And uh, I went to the trial. 
I made it. And then it was like during this time, I came actually on Thanksgiving Day. And then the season, uh, the season not started yet. I was like, okay, you got two weeks. Uh, you got to wait. And I was like, okay, when am I going to get my money? And they were like, when am I signing the contract? They were like, you got picked, but you got to wait because there's a process. You got to get your social security. You got to get all of this. I was like, what are you talking about, man? I was like, oh, you know, man. I, and I didn't really speak the language well, but the coach was actually from Netherlands. That's why they invited me because I was actually met him when I was in Netherlands. And he told me, like, Deepo, I think if you still chase the education as well as soccer, you got to try United States. I'm moving there. They offer me coaching over there in Chivas. So Chivas actually, like, Mexican Academy it was the first year, and they picked me. I was the only Asian, man. I was like, okay, sounds good. Let's do it. And then <laughs> they were like, yeah, Deepo, you got to wait for the process. It's going to take two weeks uh, before we come in again for another next step when you're going to play with the bigger kids. I was like, okay. So those two weeks. Dude, I came in with 400 bucks. So I don't have no money. I'm not going to, my parents asking for more money. So then what happened is I ended up working as a dishwasher. You know, my friend was like, dude, let's find a job. Like, okay, two weeks. No problem, man. It was, I never really worked all of my life other than just playing soccer. It was tough. So, but I didn't complain because two weeks I make 750 bucks. But imagine this, man, like two weeks. So it means a week I only get paid 375. And I was working 84 hours in the buffet. So, yeah, it was like literally like as a dishwasher. A dishwasher at buffet place. So it was insane. It was crazy. So yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, short. I get there. I came back two weeks, 750 bucks. Um, you know, pay the rent again. Now I got two weeks. Uh, back to play soccer. I got paid again. You know, like okay, now you good. I was like, okay, when am I gonna get my money? Like, before you got to wait for your social security. <laughs> now you got to go back to school. And, you know, international student, I already paid about three months uh, when I was home. I was like, okay, but I cannot pay another three months without money. And they were like, what are you talking about? I was like, I came here by myself. No family, no friends. And then the coach and the whole team was like, jaw drunk. They're like, so who's going to take care of you? You're underage. I was 17, bro. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I don't understand any of these, all the process in the United States that I'm not familiar with. Like, we cannot give you money until you get your paperwork, but it's going to take some time. So how are you going to live over here? So I, you should ask your parents. Man, so you, you, had, you had to balance out being a dishwasher and then chasing your dream as a professional soccer player. Yeah. But then, by then, I was like, okay, you know what? I'll figure it out. So... Hey man, I'm on my knees. Pray, hey God, you brought me here for some reason. I know that this is the promised land. You show me what you want me to do. And then we were just walking at the mall, you know, the Santa Anita Mall back in LA. And then people just offered me a job, man. Like, hey, do you want to work? I was like, I would love to, but I don't have paperwork. Like, okay, we just pay you on the table. Sounds good. There you go. So I was working <laughs> as good. a kind of like a Genghis grill style man, just pick up styles, but I couldn't tell the team that I was actually working. So what happened is I had to go to the gym because I got to gain 30 pounds. I have to go to school full time. It was like 12 units back then. So it's like, man, it's, it's a lot a lot of hours. And then I got to go play soccer. And then I live in Chinatown, which is go everywhere, like two hours. I have to take the bus. So during those times, it's, it's tough oh, in man. a way because plus I have to work about eight hours a day. to get, So I literally like sleep like three hours a day. And sometimes during the, the time I'm in the bus, I was just sleeping. 
and then go to school, go practice, go to gym, soccer. So yeah, it was it was crazy time, man. It was crazy time. Wow. So so with that experience being the dishwasher, did you get to learn you know the restaurant business during this time? I mean, what kind of sparked your interest in specifically like food and beverage to start a business with? So the restaurant actually, not from the dishwasher. Dishwasher, I was like, I never got to do that again. You know, like never. You know, it's hard in a way, but it's shaping me like after this, all my other job will be easy, you know. So the one that's shaping me after that that place in the in the uh, Mongolian barbecue, they hired me at West Coast Pretzels to like just work, work over there. I end up becoming the manager. So from that time, it just... It starts the business mindset running in my mind, like, okay, you know, this place is slow. What can I do? How can I increase the sale? Uh, so I start learning all of that, man. And uh, that's the time, like, I was working at the pretzel place about three years. So I turned over the store from making, like, 50 bucks, 100 bucks a day, just sampling every day, man. Invite people because no one even done that before there. So I keep creating, like, something. Okay, how can I get more people? How can I increase more sales? So from that... Uh, the business mindset there, and I start uh, jumping in into another business, you know, like Potero Corner. Uh, I was working at the sunglasses place. So at the mall, at one point, the same mall, I was working like four jobs. And I was doing a waiter also in the, you know, at the Japanese restaurant. I still play soccer, but there's the time and school. But long story short, it's like my level in soccer kept going down. So they keep sending me to the lower level because they, they cannot pay me. By the time I got my green card, they sponsor me everything, then I already in the second level. So I cannot even chasing my dream in MLS anymore because I already know uh, sometimes there's the day that I don't even want to play, man. My leg is tired. I cannot tell this guy I work eight, nine hours a day and then I got to go practice running another two hours. Man. So they were just questioning like, hey, we, you come here to soccer, you don't focus, what's going on here? I just told him, I just miss my family. I just, I, I don't really talk to my family much during that time because I got no time. But I cannot tell them what's going on. Right. Yeah, yeah, man. man. So it was, yeah, it was really tough time, but it was like shaping me in a way and humbling me. And yeah, from that time, it's like the business mindset, entrepreneurship starts being born. And I got another call again to play for national team Indonesia. So I went back home, you know, Stay there for five months. I was thinking about signing contract there, and again, God put it in my heart like that's not where I belong, man. I just, I just, I know it's my dream, but at the time I feel like that's not my purpose. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I then don't, you, I don't really you return back agree. to the U.S. Yeah, and then I end up went back here. I pray about it, uh, and then man, it just all got 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 working. After I came back here, the Soccer Association, like FIFA, from the whole world, then Indonesia Soccer. So there's no professional soccer there. If I sign the contract, you know, staying there longer than six months, I lost my green card. Ah. Uh. So, everything just worked out, man. And by then, I just tell myself, that's it. I'm done uh, with soccer. I'm going to play uh, for fun, but I'm not chasing professional anymore because I just have it in peace with me, man. Because before I left, I just pray like, God, if this is your way for me to actually be there to play soccer where you want me to come out of the shadow, then let it be. But if not, just let me wear one more time national jersey and I'm good. If you tell me that's not the way, I'm good. I come back here wherever you want me. And exactly, man, one time national jersey, I play one game, 
soccer band I came here with fist like that's it but it is weird because it's like tra another transition again over there like wherever you go like people shouting like hey can I get signature here and now I come back here just after that like hey do you guys want to try sample of our fries <laughs> literally like <laughs> just different different. Life. you know it was it was it was funny but I, I made a piece of it and I thought like this is God's way it's a purpose and you know like right now when I'm looking at it I'm I'm really like grateful because now I can even connect and you know build the city build community build people around me through who I am in terms of entrepreneurship and this year actually God brought me back into soccer just like coaching helping out these pro players in in town you know back home like they all just connected like uh, with my background but they also see there's life after soccer you know because right. there's always like something like all the athletes after life they're always like freaking out what am i gonna do you know they don't really set up the plan of what they should do in a way and that's kind of like giving me purpose also to build them up what can they do after that you know right Right. So how was like the Paletta Bar? How how were all of those brands? How did how were they born essentially? So the Paletta Bar right now, uh when we started, you know, again, we have no loans. We started the company with thirty five thousand. So when we started everything, actually I always got the vision I'm gonna grow this brand. That's why I partnered up with two of my best friends. Uh, you know, like they were doing La Michoacana in a way. So they've been busy too. They got relocation in about twelve, thirteen years. So for but listeners, just right. really quick, explain yes. explain exactly what that is for the listeners. So Paleta Bar, which is like handmade Mexican popsicles. So we turn it into gourmet because you can customize all your Mexican pops, pretty much like dip it in chocolate toppings. Also like Mexican style, Hispanic, put chili, tahin chamoy. Uh, you put fresh fruit on top. We create that new concept. And then we are the only one that we make it fresh in our own store. So because people usually like, you know, they make it like once a month or they, they make it actually from somewhere. They ship it to their store. So us, every location that we have, most of them, like, we make it fresh right there at the store. Nice. Nice. And so I guess at what point, you know, so you said that you started this with a lot, some of your best friends. Yeah, yeah. So two of them actually, we don't really know each other much. We know each other, but not really like best friend at time, you know. So uh -huh. we started the company in a way like, okay, we got the concept. You guys get the recipe. Let's do it. Let's roll it, you know? And we, yeah, we okay. did it. Uh, three of us started. And man, it was, it was tough because the first six months we were slow. You were really sometimes making like hundred bucks a day, 200 bucks a day. So that's why it was tough. Even my business partner, you know, he already got his parents got like busy. Even them, they feel like, oh, I don't think it's going to make it. I don't think it's going to do it. But. Again, you know, I'm always grateful about, you know, having faith and unconditional trust in God. I was like, I've seen this before, you know, because most of the business that I used to run is all slow. And then again, God did it. I put my best, you know, turn it around. And this time it's like God's breakthrough happening sooner than that. Six months, we got three video went viral. And all of them is a new concept that people never seen. And I wasn't there. So I become the faith of it that, with all the concept that we created and yeah it was taking off man it was taking off big time and the whole city know who we are you're talking about that speed like from making 300 bucks 200 bucks a day to make like three to four thousand dollars a day and that's what just wow. happened in like dude it's like crazy if we're talking about viral video it's like that and everybody's showing up 
and when they came by they ex- they actually never seen the concept plus the experience is just there so from that man we just the 2017 18 we got the breakthrough in January and the same year we opened two more location right away wow okay so at what point so was there a certain number you wanted to hit or a certain goal you wanted to achieve before you started scaling to the point of franchising because that's that's a big that's a big step yeah yeah definitely no i mean i really didn't have like okay we're going to make this much money in there it's uh you know i already know in a way that just give me like again i always get the vision in a way before i started something and it's always like a great thing like okay you know i got this i set up the plan and set in face for the action you know of course sometimes you know it's not happening when people is one aspect that I always so like you know you can really control them in a way you know but yeah with that it's just we got the sales and so I'm like okay we got this money right now i'm not gonna just split it and have fun you know like we got to keep investing so they all agree we open two more from this two more we actually like okay what's next and I'm like, okay, two years from now, we're going to set up about 12 locations. The following year, we're going to do 40 locations. But so we have that interview actually with Cisco. And then they both just look at me like, uh, you're crazy. You know, like, in a way, I, I know that look. You know, I was like, it's happening. And, you know, Man, the guy from Cisco actually, yeah, he knew, he knew me back in LA. And he was like, this guy going to make it happen. Because when when I took over Pocketa Corner, we have the same interview. The guy was actually not even anybody much in the company, and we took off. You know, so it was just follow him wherever he wants to do whatever he needs. Let uh, you know, get to him, and he gonna get it done. So the Cisco support us, and yeah, and we take off, man. We take off. We turn it into. We are not franchise yet. We are doing licensing because okay, you know, again, okay. I want to do the so trade market. Explain, explain like kind of property. the difference of that. Explain the difference so, of that, because I myself, I don't even know exactly. Like, I couldn't tell you exactly the differences between those. Exactly. So, uh, it's similar in a way, but franchise, of course, is just more strict in a way. So, licensing concept I learned actually from Disneyland. So, Disneyland, big brand usually do a lot of licensing because they they're gonna give them the brand, they're gonna give them the the permission of intellectual property using their name and everything. But at the same time, they also don't want to deal in a way that franchise dealing like day by day you have to do this if you don't we're gonna do this to you like i just don't believe in that type of franchise okay i've been doing people come and doing inspection you know of course inspection needed but at the same time i don't want to be doing inspection and then becoming more like people that okay you don't do this i'm gonna punish you no i want to be the one that okay if you cannot do this what do you think what's the idea how can we do better you know, that's kind of okay. like my long run in terms of licensing. But at the same time, we already have the goal. We're going to turn it into franchise, but we want to find out the right partner through this licensing before we actually jump into franchise. And we're actually exactly. already in that, in that uh, moment right now. So we're actually going to turn it into franchise by next year. Okay, awesome. So someone who has purchase a license from you are they their own llc and they just use the name or are they structured how is that structure there so yes they're using the name as well as the intellectual property in a way uh-huh but how is their business yeah, so, set up? so the setup yeah we we help them in terms of uh setup and everything too so we're gonna get them uh you know with uh with all the recipe with all the training you know and everything too okay. so we're gonna 
We're going to help them with all of them. We give them like in terms of construction, we help them negotiate with the lease. So what we do is mostly pretty much the same, you know, like I told you, the difference is just like we, we give them more freedom in a way that franchise, because, you know, I don't really, like I told you, it's just about like the concept of piece of paper, but at the same time, it's just, we know that it needs to be done because at one point it is dangerous for you without doing that because if you deal with the wrong person with the with the licensing concept, you know, then you're gonna you're gonna have more liabilities. But at the same time right. with, with franchise, we got more protection for our own brand and everything. But that's the same time too, like we've been grateful because God has been so good. We have the right people, they know who we are, they know what we do. Of course we deal with a couple of wrong people, but at the same you know, it's all in the contract with the licensing and everything. So I always say, man, when people try to, we got people that try to affect us in, in a way, you know, actually just lately, but there's a time that I know that God is fighting our battle because at the same time, we don't, we never expect anything wrong or like try to screw people over in what we do. Sometimes we, we end up dealing with the people that thinking they want to do it and they cannot do it. Man, we literally give their money back, bro. We're like, here, here. I know you probably changed your mind. Here, take your money back. In terms of they're paying for the brand, take your money back, keep it. No problem. You know, and we don't even need to do that. Like the lawyer that I'm talking to, like people, why you do that? Like you don't really need to do any of that because they're signing a contract. They cannot open or they cannot do it. It's their problem. But I was at the same time, I was like, I don't want to make money that way. I want to do it the right, right way because I want to set them up for success, not for failing, you know? Right. Well, with that being said, you know, it's obviously it's super hard to build a team and get people kind of on the same page with your vision and your mission. Uh, what do you think is the hardest part of building a team? And, like, you know, take me through the hiring process on, on how you interview people who kind of want to share the vision with you. So, like, right now in terms of uh, interviewing people, you know, like, we have all the managers that are dealing with that. But, of course, I always say, like, straight up, man, like, hey, we have – Four things that we want to make sure is hospitality. You want to make sure that you focus on purpose instead of profit. You know, we want you to know that you can grow with us in a way that our brand grows. And we all we need you to do is just hard work, being reliable, and we go from there. You know, and I always believe like interview process, man, it's nothing for me. Why? Because the reason is people can say whatever they want to say. They can put whatever they want in the resume. But all the people that I met, the one that's actually doing good is the people that actually you know, like the underdog, the people mm-hmm. that have nothing in terms of resume or like not much experience, they're the one that's killing it, man, because they listen. Yep. Because their mind is listen. They don't have this negative video. Oh, it's not going to happen. Oh, I already work at Starbucks. No way that they're going to be as, like the people that start from the bottom, man. This is the people that for me, like it's the best in terms of interview, you know, and then right. they become also a great people to work with, you know? Right. How would you, so coming from Indonesia and having the kind of mindset that you have, I like to call that, you know, the the immigrant mentality. And I truly believe, like, that's such a huge weapon and advantage. Have you noticed a difference between kind of, you know, where you come from, your culture, the kind of work ethic that you've developed kind of over the years? Is there kind of a different mindset when you came to America, um, you know, from the people here to the people that you knew before? Are there huge Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just... I mean, there's a huge difference. And I was telling people literally straight up like this, like if you're here in the United States and you actually can't even make a living, it's only one reason. You're lazy. Simple as that. That's what I was telling people because, of course, if you have disabilities and everything, of course, sometimes it's challenging. But even that, you already know, like a lot of people that in disabilities, they even make it bigger because they take that 
that moment to work hard to make it even hard, uh, you know, better for everybody else. And me coming from Indonesia, like a third world country, I see like when people say they don't have money and poor, the word broke, it's nothing like this. People here still have a car. They still can have a jacket. I literally see people with nothing, man. Like, and then on the street, like I see that literally like they don't have any choice to be on the street pretty much, you know, not like have any support or anything. And for me seeing that, like sometimes people, a lot of my friends back home still like Indonesia, like they work so hard. I'm sure they work harder than me. And yet they still don't go anywhere because sometimes they don't know how to get there. But here in the United States, it's like, I guess, you know, it's a promise, man. Milk and honey, man. It's just, you just got to work hard. You know, you look at the opportunity, you jump in, you stay in faith. And dude, you, gotta, you can be whatever you want to be here. It's like the promised land. That's why I always tell people like this, create my work ethic because Every time, that's why I always want to remind myself with the root. I go to the third world country and I see what I see. I was just like, that's it. I come back here, I better killing it. Because I see there are so many people that work harder than me, smarter than me, and yet they don't have the chances or opportunities. And God gave me that opportunity, I better take it all the way, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So for someone who's listening and looking to kind of license out maybe something that they're wanting to do, they want to expand you know, different states doing something similar to what you're doing with their own, you know, their own brand. What What are some pieces of advice that you give them? So, first of all, what I always tell them is like, check out your market. You know, when I say market, it's more people mostly just looking at it just like as a, a location. But the market is more than just a location. You know, I always say like, first of all, in business, it's always three things. You know, the people, for me, that's the most important thing. In terms of customer, of course, but also as well as setting up your own team, the partners, you know, and then the second one is the process, which is the concept. Is your concept going to be good in that market? You know, if it's, you know, of course, people think, oh, Paleta is going to be great in, in Hispanic area. But I told them, like, sometimes it doesn't just that. You can take it to, I know we have one location in Las Vegas, which is in Shanghai Plaza in Chinatown, and we're killing it. So the concept has to work. And the third, the third one will be the product, of course. Like the product has to be something that for general people. You already know sometimes you can you can love certain thing like hole in the wall and it's so good, but is the people with that product gonna be able to be nationwide? It's gonna be able for worldwide that people actually gonna eat it. So if it's those three in your checklist, then you got the right market. That's for me like what you gotta go next in terms of growing the brand, licensing, franchising, whatever you're trying to do, you have to get those three aspects proven before you actually even thinking of the growth, you know? Absolutely. And so for the next venture that you had, you started the concept of spring rolling. Was it a lot easier of a process than the Paleta Bar, or is it a little bit easier just because you've had some kind of structure previously? Uh, Actually, right now, yeah, spring rolling become easier in terms of me because uh, you know, we actually uh already have the structure like you're saying. We got we got the team. So it is it is way easier. And then I also get another brand. We do the cheddar paint, uh, in a way like outside the food business. So with the team that we already have, it is everything is is just easier. Man, the challenge of course when it's something new, it's always like creating the new clients. Uh, you know, bring them over in terms of understanding of what we do, what brand is about, what kind of food is this, what kind of concept it is. That's all the only challenging part. But in terms of uh, structure, yeah, it is easier right now. Okay. Man, awesome. I didn't even know you had that other one. Yeah, yeah, man. I've been, 
I cannot stop, bro. Like it's it's <laughs> like whatever whenever I see opportunities, I gotta jump in, you know. And then again, you know, I'm, I started doing the real estate too. That's why when I see you do what you do, like it's 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 amazing, man. It's just like I create like the purpose behind everything because you know I just wanna more than just one thing that we do together, you know. Yeah. No question. So I actually got a question on Instagram for you. And since you're kind of sharing all these hats that you wear kind of on a daily basis, they were asking about what, what does your daily routine look like for someone who has like multiple businesses, multiple brands, all these different things. And, you know, you can only hold so much bandwidth in that brain every day. Right. And you can only make so many decisions. They wanted to know kind of what your daily routine looked like. Oh man, yeah, that's 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 amazing question. Of course, when I'm in town, you know, I try to start my day, you know, like wake up, spend time with God, you know, like always try to get my mind right, um, not to rush in a way, and then drop off my son right now at school. So it's something new, you know. I just barely got married actually this year, so I got this new routine oh, too, in a way that, that yeah, thank you, man. I just got a new new routine in a way too, but it's helping me out. Seven o'clock, drop it off. You know, I got I stop at one of our locations, which is called Sabar Cafe, because they have coffee. I love coffee. Start my day with coffee. Started with social media over there. Then, like, I go to, I start making the plan. Okay, should I go to east side or west side? So I'm already on the east side. Go to my other location. Like, I got Coronado Mall here, Potero Corner. We got Spring Rolling there, Paleta Bar. And be on the phone call if it's needed in terms of uh, I need to do too. Because sometimes I have to do... Uh, you know, like phone call like this, or I have like people coming from out of town. So like uh, for the brand and everything. Sorry, man. man. Okay. It's the X3 right there. Right. Running. Thank you, brother. You're yeah. And then, yeah, from there, from that point, um, you know, I check out another location again, mostly on the West side, or I go to the office if I need to make um, invoice in a way, but I try to, I try to get everything done usually before three. So I can pick up my son again, spend time with him a little bit. And then I start. I started helping out kids also for soccer, just coaching, just bring the purpose. Uh, and then finish usually around seven. Check out the score again a little bit. Usually between seven to eight is the busy time for dinner. You know, for paleta or spring rolling uh, at our west side Riverside, and go home. And that's it. That's mostly kind of like what I do. But location wise, people are always like, "Where are you gonna be?" Uh, check me out. Like, I don't even know where I'm going to be wherever they need it because that's kind of like the routine in a way. But you already know sometimes when people are calling in, man, that's it. I jump in. I would yep. say sometimes go to the mall and then there you go. Nobody opened the store. I end up opening the store. I just got to yep. renew everything. Yeah, but that's kind of like day by day. And when people ask me, when is your day off? Entrepreneurship. Uh, I doubt it is ever gonna happen. Yeah. You, know? you unless, don't get too many of those. Again, you don't get yeah, too many I tell people unless you really like the only time I take my day off is like I go overseas. Out of time, it's still like challenging. Overseas, it's probably the best because they cannot really call me in a way. But man, like so far the whole ten years, every time I say that, I end up back at work at least on my phone, like social media or like answering here and there. You know? Right, man. That's that's a that's a heck of a day for sure. Uh yeah, so yeah. man, I won't keep you I won't keep you any longer, man. I really appreciate your time. For people who are kind of interested in reaching out to you, maybe asking you questions about, you know, your your licensing and that whole entire process, how can people get a hold of you? What's what's the best contact? Uh right now I told people also to send us the email. It's uh same thing our brand, the paleta bar at gmail dot com. So you guys always can like contact us in that and then uh yeah, uh, you know, my personal too, like 
on social media, you know, you guys look it up, like my first name, Dipo, D-I-P-O, and last name, Alam, Dipo Alam, and everything should be there. And before I forgot, so actually, Jared, I know you're asking one question that actually, uh, you know, like I was actually doing more understanding with the tax implication in terms of, you know, like what we do or like any other business, you know. So before right. I forgot about it, I just wanted to know, like, uh, in terms of tax implication, actually, it's really good question because, you know, I never really have people asking that, but I'm going to start bringing that up in the way of growing our brand because it's nothing really different when you're actually doing your own business in terms of franchise, mom and pop business, or, you know, whatever you do. Because again, you know, sales, tax, you know, you got to, you make profit, you got to pay income tax, of course, you know, the year, more like 1099 in a way. Uh, but other than that, of course, if you submit your your LLC in different states, like Las Vegas right now, they don't really have to pay taxes for their, you know, income tax in a way because, you know, Las Vegas, they don't really charge you for that, you know? So right. that's kind of like that in, in terms of tax understanding, but we're also guiding them in terms of real estate right now because that's why I want to learn about that. You already heard about McDonald's, uh, Chick-fil-A doing what they're doing. So we're following the path, but with our new concept that, Again, you know, God show me the way that we can do a couple different brands in one one plaza or a way so we can grow that brand also together, you know? Yes. So exactly. I got that that uh, also in terms of uh taxes. So but yeah, other than that it's all mostly the same unless you just create your LLC or your entity somewhere that you don't have to pay taxes, you know. Okay. So but, so you do know, you so do you create the LLC for that person and they work under it or do they do they have to build or you know they have to sign up for the llc and register for it and all that as well and then you have yeah, like operating do, agreement yeah we let them do all of the llc uh themselves but we always uh send them in a way like okay you know what you're in arizona this is our resources you can contact this guy to make llc they will guide you in a way uh in town we have our own uh our own uh office that we can do llc for them in a way but most of the time like you know we i the way that I'm not spoiling them. I'm empowering them. So we got the people like, oh, how to do this, how to do that. We will tell you, but you have to do it yourself because at the end of the day, I want them to learn owning and having their own business and brand uh, through us instead of just, you know, like, here you go. Take it. You just sleep at home. I just don't believe in that kind of entrepreneurship, you know, because all the people that buying our brand, we are looking at owner operator more than just people that have money, put the money and expect the business running by itself. I just don't believe in that. You have to put works in terms. Of course, we're gonna set up the autopilot system. We want at the end of the day, we all chasing the the freedom after everything, you know, with entrepreneurship. But I don't believe it's just gonna happen in one month, two months, three months. You gotta set up that team. You gotta put efforts before all of that's happening. You know. Right. Man, you're spot on. I appreciate Thanks, you, man. man. No, no, of course, brother. We gotta. Well, I cannot wait to hear your story and learning from you also one day, you know? Yeah, absolutely. When I get back into town or when I when I go visit Albuquerque, we'll definitely get together. Thank you, my man. And anything else, brother, that uh, you guys have in mind or like anybody that have questions, you got our email, you know, you got my contact too, but before we end it, do you have anything else that you think uh, something that we got to we got oh, I, I think here? I think that's great for today. I mean, I, I'm going to have you back on at some point to, to give right. you the step-by-step step on all of that to, to educate, and we really appreciate it, man. 
Perfect, perfect. Yeah, before I forget to man, God, just speak again. You know, just remember these four things for any entrepreneur or everybody want to jump in. So I always say it started with vision and faith. So those two vision and faith comes from God. For me, the one that make, makes the difference is going to be patience and persistence. So that thing coming from us. But most people, they think being patient, it means they just wait. But you already know sometimes you got to be persistent. Also, while we're waiting for the risk of to change, the breakthrough to happen, miracles to happen, we got to keep doing our best. So those those four things that I told people, you have that, sky's the limit. You're going to be successful no matter what. You start with the vision, you step in faith, put action by being patient and persistent. There you go, man. You're going to make it. Bam. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, my man, and I uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you for the time, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'll have you again. Have a great day, brother. Have a good day, brother. Thank you, man. Bye-bye.